With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans. It is a Tuesday. Getting ready for the SEC Championship game in Atlanta coming up this Saturday. And we head out to Atlanta right now to catch up with one of our buddies, Dan Matthews from 680 out in Atlanta. Works with the Chuck Oliver Show, among all kinds of other shows out there. Like, How long are your work days, Dan? Do you work on like five different shows? <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's a labor of love, of course. Uh, but uh, at least... This week, uh, we've had uh, a a member of our team uh, out, so I've been in on the morning show. I get a couple of hours before we fire up a Chuck Oliver show in the midday and then uh, fire it up with uh, A to Z with Mark Zeno in the evenings, uh, which uh, people can catch. Uh, So, uh, you know what? Hey, it's it's this time of year. It's what uh, we know is here. and uh, You know what? You got to embrace it if, if you don't love it. So catch up my audience, because I know you're from Houston originally. You be, you moved to Georgia years ago. You've been out there, and, and you've covered the Georgia Bulldogs for some time. But you are an LSU fan at heart. How did that happen? Oh, my gosh, man. I, you know what? It's <laughs> one of those things. Uh, I, I said it after they beat Texas this year. I said it's not for everybody. But I thank my dad for uh, making me that. But uh, now grew up, uh, my dad is uh, probably like a lot of your listeners, uh, people on that uh, I-10 corridor right there. He was... Born and raised in Alexandria, he went to LSU, lived in Tiger Stadium, uh, and uh, actually, I said he was born uh, born in Alexandria, but he was raised in uh, Orange, Texas, right there. So a lot of people in the Golden Triangle, shout out to them. Uh, but uh, he went to LSU, uh, lived in Tiger Stadium, and uh, just uh, grew up uh, going to uh, Skip Bertman's baseball camp, uh, going to at least uh, an LSU game a year at Tiger Stadium, uh, eating uh, pregame uh, roast beef po' boys at uh, Pastime <laughs> Lounge. So uh, whether I whether I liked it or not, uh, purple and gold was for me. And, uh, of course, uh, in these parts this week in Georgia, I'm not very popular, but that's okay. I, I can take it for a week. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way because you do cover Georgia, and you, you've covered them for a while, and you, you know them pretty well. And But I wanted to – if you say really good things about Georgia, I want it to be known. You do root for LSU at, at heart. Um, let's get into this matchup a little bit. or Let me take a step back. Your assessment of this Georgia team this year, because just from our assessment from the outside looking in, what we feel like is this Georgia team is not as good as last year's team. Would that be a good assessment? Well, I think offensively, definitely you could say that. I mean, the production has shown as much. I mean, you know, for all of the criticism that um, that that Jim Cheney took as the offensive coordinator, uh, they were scoring more. They were moving the ball a lot more effectively. Uh, and also, too, I mean, Jake Fromm was just a better quarterback last year. So, uh, I think that uh, there's a little bit to play into that. Uh, I think that uh, also, too, 
you uh, and, and Kirby Smart's pointed this out when he's asked about his wide receivers, and it's a young group, but it's a promising group, but still they're young. And uh, you lost uh, all of your top targets from last year, so that's been uh, an adjustment as well. And, um, you know, I just think that teams have really tried to force them into let's play press coverage on these receivers, let's make sure that they can't get open, which for the most part this year they haven't been able to. And then if you do that and you try to limit the run, uh, which Georgia is still going to get their running yards. I mean, they're too good up front on the offensive line. They're going to lean on you, and they'll be able to get that going. Uh, but uh, in terms of just the overall package offensively, I don't think so. Defensively, yes, I, I do think they are better than they were last year, even though this is kind of, you know, it's it's, it's funny around these parts. People say that it's like the, uh, the Miami Dolphins of the 70s no-name defense, <laughs> uh, where, you know, there's not a single guy on this team that's going to be, and all SEC recognition on this defense, but it's just it's a group that seems seemingly collectively does their job and does it well, and uh, you know they've uh, had the results this year on the field to show it. It's funny, Dan. I'm look, you know, from what I've seen of Georgia this year, and you know, you look at some box scores and some games, like they feel like an old school LSU team, kind of where you know Fromm said seven games this year where he's thrown for 200 yards or less. They love to run yeah. the ball and and play tough defense, and they've won a lot of close-score games, you know, games where they were heavy favorites, only won by one touchdown or, or less. So it, they remind me of an old LSU team. Is, do you get that feel? Oh, very much. I mean, you know, in terms of, yeah, and, and, and Kirby Smart doesn't make any bones about it. I mean, he wants to be able to set the tone running the football. And then, uh, as you said, I mean, Jake Fromm has had a struggle throwing the football this year. Uh, last week, uh, under 50% against Georgia Tech. I mean, that's something that raised a lot of eyebrows around here. Uh, completed under 50% of his throws against Texas A&M. And, you know, of course, the excuse with that could be that the weather was bad in the first half. Um, and then also, too, Auburn, not as good. And, again, you know, another excuse is, well, Auburn's very good on defense. I mean, I guess we saw that with LSU, too. Uh, but then, you know, it's just he struggled uh, in other games as well. I just I think that really the heart of everything with this team this year, Chris, is kind of a lot like what we saw with LSU under Cam Cameron. And when Les Miles was there, it was kind of just the question of what's our identity? What's the identity of this offense? Do you want to be a run-first offense, which I think both of them would say yes. But it's also, too, you know, the question needs to be, can you win games throwing the football? And if Dave Aranda is able to put together a game plan on Saturday, that's able to limit DeAndre Swift, depending on how good he is to go for this game, because that shoulder, I guess, is a, is a concern. Or, you know, who knows if Kirby's playing a little gamesmanship with saying yesterday that he's hopeful he can go. Um, that, you know, is it going to be able to be up to Jake Fromm where he could throw the football and win this game? I think if you're able to at least limit them running the football, oh my gosh, that is a huge advantage for LSU. Because I, I just I don't buy that that Georgia's going to be able to beat you with their, with uh, with uh, Jake Fromm's arm. We're talking with Dan Matthews uh, from uh, Six Eighty The Fan in in Atlanta, part of the uh, Chuck Oliver Show. Uh, it's funny, Dan. Last week we, we've been asking for a pass rush all year from LSU, and at times they've gotten it, but at times Dave Aranda has opted to kind of sit back and play with extra DBs and not rush the passer. Last week. Against A&M, we finally saw that. Six sacks, a season high, Caleb on chase on, all these guys are getting after the quarterback. And then I look at Jake Fromm this year, and we know he's got a tremendous offensive line, but the guy's only been sacked nine times all year. 
So I, I think from an Aranda perspective, you want to get after him. You'd like to blitz him. But, man, that offensive line is really good and, and hard to penetrate. Yeah, they are that for sure. And, you know, I think that what Fromm has also shown with his throwing struggles this year too, Chris, is that he does not throw the ball well on the, on the move. Uh, he's kind of the anti-Joe Burrow uh, in that regard, where if you pressure him, chances are you're going to get either a throwaway or you're, or you're going to possibly force him into a bad decision. I mean, kind of like what we saw against South Carolina, where he and, and also Kirby Smart said he was trying to throw it away to the sideline, and he had it picked and taken the other way for a touchdown. So I would be very shocked and surprised if Dave Aranda did not try to employ uh, the same game plan, or at least a variation of what we saw last week against Texas A&M. I mean, boy, what a breath of fresh air that was if you're an LSU fan to see that, where uh, really kind of the pressure was taken off the secondary. I mean, a group that with uh, Grant Delpit out, last week you saw him back. It sounds like he's he's good to go. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a group that has at times shown some warts this year uh, that I think uh, probably even LSU fans, if you put them in the room of truth, would, say, yeah, I'm a little worried of, of what's going to happen when we face a team that can air the ball out like a Clemson, like an Ohio State, or, or even if you uh, get a first-round matchup now with uh, if, if things uh, look like uh, the way they're going, if Oklahoma wins the Big 12, and I think that they would probably be the fourth team, uh, would you be able to uh, stop Jalen Hurts to, from throwing it around to C.D. Lamb and everybody else? Uh, so I think that was definitely encouraging, for sure. Um, they, they sure picked the right time to put together their best performance of the year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, now, if you're an LSU fan, you just hope that, uh, that the momentum carries over to this week and hopefully to two more games after that. Let's talk about this game specifically. Um, you know, look, we, we know Lawrence Cager, who had kind of become the number one guy. He's going to be out for this game. And George Pickens, who had kind of stepped up and, and taken that, you know, uh, that, that number one role, he gets, uh, you know, into a fight in the second half of Georgia Tech. He gets suspended for the first half of this game. So without those guys, I'm looking at Dominic Blaylock and Demetrius Robertson, and Robertson has 26 catches on the year. That's about, what, two catches a game. So inexperience, their talent, but inexperience, how much is that going to hurt Georgia in this game? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, it's, like I said, a, a group that's a young, inexperienced group after losing you know, the likes of uh, Nicole Hardman, Terry Godwin, uh, Isaac Nauta, and that group from last year that I think if that group came back this year, which, I mean, Godwin was a senior, so he'd be out, but at least the other two, uh, you'd be saying that uh, this is still an opportunity where even with losing those guys, you feel good about your chances going forward uh, in this game. Um, but I think the fact that you don't have them, that's going to concern you. I mean, especially Lawrence Cager is somebody that, really reminded me a lot of Javon Wims a couple of years ago and how huge he was for Jake Fromm and his development, his production in 2017. They're not in the national championship game if they don't have Javon Wims. I think that Lawrence Cager kind of became that for him as well, but unfortunately uh, he had the shoulder issue. Then he uh, had an ankle uh, injury at practice last week. Uh, He's not going to play this game for sure. Kirby uh, Smart said on Saturday that he's even doubtful uh, to uh, play uh, if they reach uh, a bowl game. So if that's just a game or if that's possibly the college football playoff for Georgia, uh, either way, it's not looking good. So uh, that's huge for them. Um, but, uh, you know, I think a couple of names that people need to look forward to in terms of uh, seeing if they're involved in the passing game on Saturday for Georgia is number one, senior Tyler Simmons, who's been somebody that probably you remember from a couple of years ago was the infamous. He was on sides, but 
Uh, the referees in the, uh, in the in the national title game called them offside on the punt block. Uh, but uh, he's somebody that led the team in catches last week with a whole three. I know that LSU fans right now, hearing a guy leading the team in three catches, you're saying, well, you're you're at the bottom of the group right now if you're catching passes from uh, Joe Burrow. But uh, he's somebody. Another one, too, uh, is uh, they got him involved a little bit last week, and they've had him also on the field, too, uh, in situations lined up as a receiver or also two kind of two-back sets is, uh, Dalvin Cook's younger brother, James Cook, uh, has been uh, a running back that they've involved in the passing game. And uh, at least a couple of times this week, I've heard Kirby Smart uh, talk about uh, getting him involved uh, in the passing game. So uh, we'll see if uh, while you at least for 30 minutes are without George Pickens, uh, if uh, he gets involved in trying to get the offense moving. So um, I've got to believe, uh, you know, we heard Tyler Simmons say yesterday to the media that there are plays in the playbook that they have not used uh, yet uh, to this point in the season. And, uh, you know, if you're not going to use them on Saturday, then I don't know when you're going to use them uh, if you're Georgia. So uh, we'll see uh, if it involves uh, a couple of those guys that I just mentioned. Obviously, it's an easy trip for Georgia fans. Obviously, there's a lot of Georgia fans in Atlanta. So I, I got to think they'll be well represented. But it will be their third straight SEC championship game appearance. So it's you know, it's not like this is a rare thing for LSU fans. This is their first one in eight years. So I know a lot of LSU t- Tiger fans making the trek to Atlanta, planning to go for this. So what do you think the uh, fan attendance is going to be like? Somebody earlier this week was like, oh, I think it's going to be 70% Georgia fans. I got to think maybe it's closer to 60-40. What are you thinking? I think I think the what you just said right there, 60-40 is probably right. I mean, I think it will be a pro-Georgia crowd. Um, I mean, we saw in 2011, uh, you know, LSU fans traveled for that one. But, of course, you know, Georgia was there because it was kind of the other way around uh, for that game where you had uh, the last time LSU played in that game was 2007 where you had the Jonathan Zenon pick six to win it against Tennessee. Uh, so, I mean, they were just a, a couple of years uh, removed from playing in that, but Georgia hadn't played in it in five years. So uh, it's the same for LSU. I mean, you know, I think uh, I'm a lot like you, Chris, where everybody I've talked with that's uh, purple and gold lean. Uh, they are uh, planning on coming out here for the game uh, because for the reason that you just mentioned. I mean, it's been a long time. And also, too, I mean, it's just been a special season. Uh, I, I love the way that Joe Burrow uh, described it the other day when he said, you know, I wasn't wanted at Ohio State. You had Justin Jefferson, who was a two-star recruit. You had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was told that he was too small. Yeah, Coach and Ed Ogeron, who people said there's no way he's going to succeed. He got fired at Ole Miss. He wasn't kept on at USC, and now here he is. So uh, it's one of those things that I just think that uh, everybody who is an LSU fan uh, doesn't want to miss out on these opportunities. And I think uh, you know they're they're saying to themselves that we can make it work financially to go out to Atlanta and then hopefully back to Atlanta for the semifinal game, and then. Of course, a home game, if it's in New Orleans, uh, if they're able to make it all the way to the national championship game, uh, there's no reason to uh, to pass it up and, and have regrets about it. So uh, I think that you're definitely going to see uh, a lot of purple and gold here in Atlanta over the next few days. Dan Matthews, uh, Atlanta Radio, working with the Chuck Oliver Show. Before we let you go, predictions, man, for this game. I it, it's And I'm trying not to be a homer, Dan, because I look at Georgia and I look at LSU this year, and I just keep saying – can the, I know the Georgia defense is good, but can they stop LSU? The, the least amount of points LSU scored all year was 23. That was against Auburn, who is arguably the second, if not the first best team in the SEC, so, so defensively. So 
I look at that and say, all right, if Georgia can keep it low scoring, maybe they have a chance. But I keep going back to last year's game in Tiger Stadium when LSU was a huge underdog. Everybody was picking Georgia in that game. And LSU came out from the get-go and set the tone. They de- the defense got after Jake Fromm. The offense scored, I think, what was it, 33 points, won 33-16. And that was pre-Joe Brady. So I just feel mm-hmm. like LSU's offense is going to score points in this one. I, call me crazy. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a blowout. Like I'm feeling something like thirty-one seventeen, thirty-eight seventeen. Curious what you're thinking. Yeah, you know it's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. I said thirty-one twenty uh, LSU because I think that Georgia probably can score a couple of times. Uh, I think they can probably put together a couple of long, grinded out drives, and then uh, I think that LSU will be able to stop them for a couple of Rodrigo Blankenship field goals, but. I think there's just a handful of variations here that that favor LSU. Number one, Georgia's defense, for as good as they play this year, they really don't force a lot of turnovers. Well, the good news also is for Joe Burrow and this offense, they don't turn the ball over a lot. <laughs> uh, number two, they don't get sacked. They don't sack a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, they just had one last week against Georgia Tech. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing is, too, again, uh, the good news for uh, LSU is Joe Burrow doesn't take a lot of sacks. And even if you try to pressure him, uh, well, he finds number 22, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or he finds Thaddeus Moss and, and is able to complete passes to him. And, and I just, I, I think there are just so many different ways that, you know, people are here, and it's funny, whenever I bring up, you know, the, the thing that I was saying the last couple of weeks, and of course, Georgia fans got mad, as I said, LSU's going to score at least 30. Can you score 31? And I don't make predictions based on what I think can happen, or, or what, I, what, what, what I believe people hope can happen, because... I just think that that's kind of just irrational. Um, let's just be honest here. This has been an, a, a Georgia offense this year that has not been very productive, at least what they probably should be. This has been a quarterback who's been inaccurate and has not completed over 50% of his passes. Um, so I just think that all the all of the elements of the equation, Chris, just point to this being an LSU win. Uh, now, I mean, you know, could Georgia play – the, you know, the game of the year and win this? Sure, they could. But for everything that I've seen, I just think that this is advantage LSU. I think if you played this game uh, 10 times, that LSU would win most of those games. So I just I think that uh, it's looking, uh, you know, up for uh, for uh, the Tigers. I know that there are seven. Uh, I know it kind of goes back and forth between seven, seven and a half. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, LSU to be able to uh, – uh, to be able to cover this one and win it. So I'm going to go uh, 31 to 20 Tigers. He is Dan Matthews, executive producer for the Chuck Oliver Show out there in Atlanta. He's on Twitter at Dan Matthews ATL with one T. And if you can't find him, he's the guy with the uh, wearing the uh, Shaquille O'Neal jersey in his uh, profile pic. There so you can find him there. Dan, always appreciate it, man. I'll be in Atlanta uh, later this week, so uh, I'll have to hit you up when, I'm, when I get out there. Yes, sir. Sounds great. Let's catch up. And uh, always uh, great to join you, Chris. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for the time. Not a problem, buddy. All right, Dan Matthews there of uh, 680, uh, the fan in Atlanta and uh, working with the Chuck Oliver Show, among many other shows out there. And um, it's funny, I I hit up Dan because we hang out every year at SEC Media Days, and this year was like the first time in a while he didn't go. He He was sent to ACC Media Days to cover the Clemson front and all that. And you get it, Clemson won the national championship, but... It was just funny because it was the first time didn't see Dan out at SEC Media Days, but going to be fun to catch up with him this week. And like I said, it's fun that you know he 
covers Georgia among many other teams, but uh, LSU, he's an LSU fan at heart. So always good to get uh, his perspective. It's Chris Gordy Show Sports 1280. Grab a break. We'll come back more here on a Tuesday after this. Stay with us. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.